1: 225 274 1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Jesus. Word. You are
2: all I'm living for today, Master, Savior.
0: I have come to seek you. Part of that, so great things are happening. Amen. I'm excited about tonight. I really am. I've been looking forward to this, just to be able to hand over the service to a great team, a great group of people who went away during Thanksgiving, gave of their time to impact and touch other people's lives. So I'm just going to hand it over to the Reverend Jimmy Smiley right now, and he's just going to introduce the team and the services all then. So come on, let's give it up for Jimmy Smiley.
3: Hannah wants me to say hola, so hola. No, again, we did. We had an absolutely incredible, incredible time. I'm, gonna say I'm not going to waste time. I'm just going to read real quick what Kayla, since she couldn't be here tonight, she wanted me to share with everybody. She says, I hate that I can't be here with you all tonight. This is one of those weeks that I wish I could afford a nanny. With that being said, if anyone wants to bless me with one, that'd be awesome. <laughs> hey, I'm just reading what she says. Okay, back on track. I just want to express again how proud I am, how proud I am of our missions team. Each member gave their all last week and it showed. I wanted to share with you my favorite part of the trip. While we were there we visited several different churches. These churches were true definition of how you don't need anything fancy to have church. They praised and worshiped God in a pure way that I don't know that I've ever experienced before. I was challenged and I want to be a worshiper like that. As a team and in the church, we were able to sow a lot of seeds financially into these churches. We gave seed money to help a church begin a ministry of teaching the children how to recycle old plastic bags into some beautiful items that they can later sell and make profit from. We were able to, which, did you bring it? That is actually one of the bags right there that they take literally trash bags and whatever else, and that's what they make out of them. The kids do. So we were able to sew into them just to help them buy materials and stuff like that. What else? What else? What else? I'm sorry. Beautiful bags. We were able to uh, pay the rent for an entire month for one church, which was two hundred bucks. We gave enough money for another church to be able to buy a mixer, which was another hundred and fifty bucks. To all their sound equipment at that church had been stolen from them, so we were able to, like I said, replace that, which is just a huge blessing. We were also able to bless Leo and Charity. That's the people that we went there to visit that run the orphanage of New Hope with over seven hundred dollars. This was a huge blessing to them personally. Because as of right now, for the family of six, they, have, they go on just $500 a month. We also bless four of their staff members as well. Their staff members work for free, they totally live on the money that people send to them to help them support. One of the girls that was there, we got to share a lot of time together, and she lives on a li- little more than $40 a month. She left her comfortable home in the United States with a college degree, cashed in her 401k to live in a third world country on $40 a month. All because she cared more about seeing children come to know the love of God than she cares about being comfortable. So as a team, so as a team comes and talks about their favorite parts of the trip, being able to bless these missionaries in the church there, that was my favorite part. They all give so much that it was such a huge blessing to me to be able to bless them. Like I said, that is absolutely true. Uh Leo and Charity, the people that run it, they run on less little little less than five hundred dollars a month on a family of six. Like I said, the, visit, the people they have there, Lauren, that's the girl that we're talking about, she actually has a college degree from Notre Dame. She went there on a three-week mission trip and has been there for six years. She literally went back. She told her mom and dad, hey, this is where I feel God's called me to be. So, And like I said, that's where she's at. So at this time, I just want all the team to come up. And as they're talking, like I said, obviously listen to what they said, but you'll see some of the pictures and stuff that some people posted. Most of you probably followed us on Facebook. If not, like I said, and just follow along. Who wants to go first? Don't make me call you. Oh,
4: it's okay. Um, yeah, like he said, it was amazing. We had an amazing time, and it's a cliche to say, I know, but they blessed us more than we blessed them. Um, But one of my favorite parts was, I think it was like the second or third night we were there, and we had gone to two chapels that morning, then we went to, I think, three feeding centers that day, and then two cancer hospitals, and by the time service came that night, we all, um, I guess you could say we all loved each other very much. Um, We were all exhausted. We had given so much out that day, and we were just exhausted, and so we were in service, and... The Holy Spirit really showed up as of every night, but that night it was something special. And um, everybody that we seemed to touch, just the Holy Spirit just took over, and it was amazing. And, I mean, even I'm talking like five- and six-year-olds just getting slain in the Spirit, and it was just an amazing sight to see and what God did through us. Um, But I turned around at one point, and Carrie was actually praying over this little two-year-old. And, um, she started to shake and like the Holy Spirit just took over and she got slain in the spirit and she was speaking in tongues at just two years old. And it was just something for me, I I just took a step back and I was like, it it checked me and I was like, what are we doing? I mean, she's a two year old and she's speaking in tongues and just laid out and you can, she's just weeping and the Lord just moved through her and he really just spoke to me. He's like, what are you doing? Those are the exact words. What are you doing? And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I mean, God's moving through her. A little girl that has nothing, and she has no idea about it, moving through her. And we have everything over here, but yet we choose sometimes to, you know, hold off from God or, you know, not not let him use all of us. But here she is, two years old, laid out on the ground crying, just offered up to God, you know, and we have nothing but that really just stuck out to me, and like I said, it was an amazing trip, and I am so excited I got to go with an incredible group of people. But um, but yeah, it was definitely definitely a blessing. So thank you for making it happen.
3: Awesome. Not to say this about Kara, like I said, she was absolutely incredible. But she was pretty famous herself because she followed everywhere around everywhere we went, which hopefully later on in church that we can uh, she followed around everybody with a GoPro. So these kids, like I said, let alone a camera, never knew what a GoPro was. And like I said, a few of the pictures we took of kids—that was the first time we turned our phones around. You know, all of us have our fancy iPhones. You could turn the screen on and take pictures. A lot of those pictures was the first time those kids have ever seen themselves. And you know, five, six years old, never seen themselves. So like I said, care was care was a huge blessing with all that. So who's next? Hello,
5: Hello. <laughs> hola, oh, <laughs> aloha, <laughs> aloha. Um, funny story. I went. I was up. Out in the uh, village, and I went up to a little girl, and I don't, I don't know their their language. I, I felt really bad, but I was like Aloha. I said aloha, <laughs> and it's Ola. Or but and she looked at me. She was like, ah. <laughs> but um, I mean, like like Jimmy and Kara said, it was an amazing trip. It was my first missions trip, but I plan to go on many more. And um, what what stuck out to me the most was definitely just the little kids and the love that they had in their eyes. When they had, when they have nothing, you know, and we have, you know, like Phil said Sunday explaining everything, we have um, everything and Jesus, and they have nothing but Jesus. And that really stuck out to me the most. But um, if you know me, I like to go to the gym a lot, and I like to work out and stay active and stuff. And one of our quotes, or we just said a lot, we were like, no days off, because I actually... <laughs> I had to carry my luggage throughout the whole trip in the airport. The air, like everywhere in the airport, I had to carry the luggage that through everything, and it was it was heavy. And so I think it was I don't know who it was, but they were like, "No days off, Maddie. You know, you go. In, you're in the gym. You got no days off. Blah blah blah." So I was like, "You know what? You're right. No days off." But when I started to like go out, th- like to the trip, we kept saying no days off, th- like every day, just playing around, whether it was like running up the stairs or just anything, and it just stuck out to me like there should be no days off in the mission field. Like, we go to all these, you know, like Nicaragua and everywhere else, but, like, a mission's in our backyard. Yeah. And um, that really stuck out to me, too. Like, we shouldn't have to – a mission is at Walmart, you know, Walgreens, Walmart. the gym, anywhere. And, you know, that that's just what really hit me about no days off. But um, it was fun. Uh, we got close. We got so close to all these people. <laughs> so close. <laughs> <You're okay>. Um <laughs> Closer close. than, yeah, too close. But, um, you know, like, like they said, it was so much fun, and I can't wait to go on the next one, and I hope you all come too, Hi, everybody.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, they keep, everybody keeps saying we came so close. What they're talking about, we don't have a picture of it, which I guess has thought about it. They had a 15-passenger van that had probably 22 people on it in every single trip. No matter where we went, and anywhere you went from the place was probably about 45 minutes or greater away and you're going up and down mountains and stuff like that. But one of the things I just wanted to say, Maddie, we, me and Kayla was kind of got emotional about it the other night. Our church, I don't know if we have a picture of it. Right there. No, that's not it. I'm sorry. But Maddie's playing the drums in their chapel. The chapel, I don't know if you all know it from last time, but our church was able to purchase the drum set for that chapel. So I just thought it was so cool that, you know, over two years ago, whatever, we bought that drum set and then how Maddie is over there playing on that same drum set. You know, I just thought that was just absolutely incredible. You know, God just makes a full circle with everything he does. Who's next?
6: Hola. Hola. Um, It was a totally awesome trip. I mean, I can't even put into words how awesome it was. When we first got there, we walked into our rooms that we were going to be staying in. There was no A.C., there was no window units, there was no fan. And I told Daryl, I was like... Oh my gosh! I'm going to die in here. It's so hot. But we never stayed in the rooms. The only time we were really in our rooms was at nighttime, which was it was cooler at night. But um, what got me the most was these children. I just I was so amazed to watch them. The excitement. And in the mornings at 6 a.m., you would hear them coming to their gym to uh, say their pledge, which was a song. It was beautiful. Um, and then they would sing Christian songs, but they were so excited to learn. And I was thinking, our children—you got to drag them out of bed to bring them to school—and they're getting out of environments that is so difficult. I mean, a lot of these kids—they live in—it looks like a hut. It's 10 roofs. There's nothing. Dirt floors. We had—I took pictures of pigs right outside the door and chickens running around, and it was—and. <laughs> It's just, it was just amazing to see how how happy they were, even in all that. And that's our little boy we've all fell in love with right there. But when, uh, yeah, that's our little Mo. But the first time that I spoke and shared was I shared about how Satan did not want my husband and I to go on this trip he has, he has attacked he attacked us in every form and every fashion and like I told the people there he attacked us through what we love the most and that's our children but we didn't allow him to steal that from us and I am so glad that we did not allow them to steal him to steal that from us he, that's something god gets glory for this he didn't get that but when one of the churches we went to, which he was talking about, the young ladies who taught the children took these, these trash bags, stuff that people would throw away, and they were teaching the children that what is so worthless to some people that you could just take it and throw it away. You can take something and make it beautiful. And I bought another little person, one little girl was running around, and I knew she wanted it. So I gave it to her, and I told her to put her Bible in it. But this one I kept for my cell phone. But when I saw this, it made me think of something that took place at one time in my life. I had felt worthless. And then God spoke to me, you have to, you have to give this testimony. And I have never given this testimony. I have never told anyone about my life of what took place when I was a little girl. But because of this, there was one time that in my life I felt like I was totally worthless. And I shared that at the church for the people there, I, I read the scripture in uh, Psalms, how we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and how we will praise God, how He knew us before we were ever born. And that's what God had spoke to me when I first got saved, because before I was ever born, he knew me. Yeah. And I told them, if God can do that for, if he can do that for me, know that you're not worthless, you're not meaningless. You are beautiful. We are princes and princesses in God's sight. And after that day, um, after that, that that service, at in the end of it, one of the ladies went up to Tamara and told her that that was meant exactly for her. And then another lady was coming to tell me bye, goodbye, and she just buried her head in my chest and just was sobbing and sobbing. And I knew she it was meant for her, too. But... And then I also found out I have a lot in common with some of my sisters here. So a lot of times we look at everybody and we think, well, no one can relate to what we've been through. Yeah, yeah, they can. But before I turn off, I also want to say how proud I am of our girls, our children. They stepped up to the plate. I mean, they didn't just, they were not just bystanders watching everything. They were ministers. and. Very, very proud of it.
2: I'd like to say that uh, thank you for Jimmy and Kayla for uh, spearheading this whole mission. I mean, Kayla and Jimmy took control of everything, made sure we were in the right place at the right time, um, just took care of everything. Um, and they lived in a penthouse suite compared to where me and Jimmy and Robert lived. I wish they had a picture of the spider that... Yeah, I mean, because they let me take a shower in their room one night, and I was like, "Wow, they have a shower!" I was taking a shower in two cups of water, like you get all soaked up. You would get all soaked up, and then the um, the water would cut off, and it would just drip, and then you have to dry yourself off with the soap. So it was, but it it was fun. It was really fun. <laughs> um, and. You know that I've been in the, I'm in the military and I've traveled to a lot of third world countries and seen a lot of things, but um, never really shared the gospel like we did at, at this this place. And just amazing. Just just when we would walk in these chapels, um, like she said, just a makeshift church, a, a shell, and they put a roof on it or something. And you just feel the energy off the people as you as you walk in. You just feel the energy off of them. And it's just amazing. Just feel God's presence. And um, you know, one night we would complete it, and we said, wow, that was just amazing. Nothing's going to top that. The next night, wow, this is better than last night. And then the next night, wow, this is better than the both previous nights. You know, it's just uh, no air conditioner, uh, doing praise and worship, dripping wet with sweat. Like on the fourth row 20 years ago on the Motley Crue concert. I mean, it was just like, just like amazing. Just, yeah, it was just something. Yeah. Uh, people getting slain in spirit—it's just dangerous at times. We had to back away. Um, just, just amazing. I don't, I don't. You just have to experience it, I guess. I mean, there's no—I can't even put it together what, how good of a time we had. Um, that's about it, I guess. That's all I really have to say. Leo is an amazing guy. I mean, it's somebody that lives lives on faith like he does. I mean, he just lives day to day, not knowing where he's going to get his money or anything. And he's always saying, he's always, every time you talk to him, he's like, God will provide, God will provide. And um, he said, you know, he said, I'm going to empty out my storage facilities with my food and give it away. Because if I have, if I store it away and keep it, God can't refill it. So if we empty it out, God will refill it. And that's, that's exactly what he does. He said, uh, you know, a lot of times he, it's like, God's, I'm, I, I, time is running out and we're not going to make the deadline, but it happens he said at the last minute it happens and it's on god's time so and that's the way he lives and it's just amazing that somebody can live like that you know but it it, very powerful
3: i want to personally say thanks to lonnie too because i don't know if y'all saw in the pictures where we're holding up that sign he's got a good friend of his that is a dentist and he donated how many do you think lonnie oh i mean it was probably if he's saying hundreds. if it's not 500 i don't think it's one two there's the one right there and he's got the one you'll see. It's a huge, it's his military suitcase. and I mean, it was packed to the brim. And we were able to give it out to all the kids and stuff like that. So thank you, Lonnie. And make sure to tell your friend thank you.
7: I hate talking. <laughs> um, although I could preach safety all day long. Uh, and that's one of the things that kind of happened to me on this trip was God spoke to me and said, you can talk about safety And the most important, which is what he ended up using me for on this trip, was for the teenagers. They need need safety. Um, I have so much I want to say, and I'm going to try not to step on anybody's toes or time. But this trip was amazing. And all I can say is our words are probably nothing compared to what we experienced and yeah, it was hot and yeah, it was sticky and yeah, we got really close and we know how each other smells and <laughs> and things like that. We couldn't wash our hair. We had 15 minutes to change into church clothes and to look our best and those were all sacrifices that are so easily made. And um they're priceless. But um on this trip it, you know, just like each one of them have said already, every night it kept get- the spirit kept getting stronger and stronger and kept moving and kept moving. And we were probably all looking at each other like, okay, what's next, you know? Like, what else can happen? And um, to make mine really short, basically, my testimony is I went expecting something for myself. I went expecting seeing some change. I went expecting to see change in the in the kids and the families. Um, I'm a camper. I love to camp. So I was totally ready for all outdoors. <laughs> I was ready. And the kids, <laughs> I, I was... Kept pulling stuff out like Mary Poppins. They wanted something, I had it, and they were like, keep bringing it. Keep. I, mean, I had candy bars, everything else. Um, <laughs> I was ready, but um, one of the things I wasn't ready for is the spider. Oh, yeah, the spider. Definitely wasn't ready for that. That was a pterodactyl, something, something other, <laughs> trisorus rex or something. That thing was crazy. Um, I'm 35. And I've been saved my whole life. My grandmother is a minister. She's been in the church. And, you know, they say you cut your teeth on the church pews. And uh, she tells me at three years old, I asked Jesus into my heart. At six years old, I was baptized. And 13, I started speaking in tongues. And it's something that's just always been in me. And, uh, and I've been obedient sometimes. Sometimes I'm, I'm very quiet and I'm a very private person. And unless I absolutely see a flashing neon light, Tamara, do this, I'm not going to do it. But and a lot of times I hear God's voice, I need you to go over here. And unless I know that that was him or if it was me, and I, I've always had that struggle, oh, that's just you, that's just you. And so I just I hold back. Well, one thing I was telling the team was I will never be the same. I'm not going to keep my mouth shut when he speaks to me. And because um, I, I, I struggle with being boastful or, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not super powerful. I'm not anything like that. And even the last night of the service, uh, well, by Wednesday night, I felt something extremely strong in my spirit. And I was like, man, God, what is this? What is this? You know, you've done so much. You've done so much. And I didn't quite know what it was. I couldn't put my finger on it. And come, um, it was a Wednesday night, Thursday night. Wednesday night, Wednesday morning, I was talking to Carrie. We had uh, went sightseeing and things. And on the way back, I said, man, God's going to do something tonight. And he was like, yeah, (laughs) you know, (laughs) what what else can we what else can we experience on this thing? And I was like, it's it's huge. And uh, so he prayed with me and and we were believing that it was going to be huge. And all day long, I was praying in the spirit and just kind of stayed to myself like I always do. But um, we got back, and I had received confirmation that it, the word was going to be for the kids. And we had already seen a huge move with the kids. You know, like they're saying, three- and four-year-olds slain in the spirit, speaking in tongues, shaking, and, and just all over in the praise and worship. And I got back, and I, I confirmed with Jimmy because he was our leader. And I said, look, I don't know what's going to happen, but we better be ready. So I talked to him about getting the team together and anointing each one of them with oil because I knew it was going to be uh, serious. It was a serious matter. And, and actually, it can be a very uh, sensitive matter. And um, so everybody was in agreement. And also, we had decided that um, the teenagers and the kids weren't going to go. They were tired. They needed to pack and all this. And, and I was thinking we were going for some some major demonic spirit um revelation and, and deliverance and we got there and uh <clears throat> it was the teenagers and we pulled into the church we got two blocks from the church and i just was completely covered in the spirit i couldn't even contain myself and we got in the church and i was the whole time i'm like it's this is me this is me i'm making it up and no satan you're a liar god's going to come through and we walked through the door and from wall to wall it was teenagers and we hadn't had that in any of the other services. It was moms and dads and little ones. And so when I walked in, I saw wall-to-wall teenagers. I was like, oh, my God, you're so good. Because <laughs> this, this has nothing to do with me. This is, you know, I really did hear God say this. And so we went in there, and we, um, I gave my testimony, and I, ex- I shared with the kids what I had experienced when I turned 13. And um, the kids just... Um, came down front, I told them, I, you know, I wanted to pray for all the teenagers, and then over the little ones, and the teenagers were down there like that, you didn't have to beg them to come, you didn't have to convince them, hey, it's safe down here, they were there, and, um, and I shared what I experienced, and then with the kids standing there, I said, did anybody here experience that, you know, and I was one-on-one with the kids, and this little girl just came, just snaking through the crowd, and she was in tears, and she was like, that, that is so me, and in the Throughout the course of the night, we found out there was four of them that were delivered from being attacked in their sleep by Satan. And um, and um, It's something that I explained to them. Look, you don't want to talk about it because what Satan tells you is that you're crazy. This isn't really happening to you. You're crazy if you talk about it. These people are going to think you're crazy and you know, whatever. So when I, when I said those words, and when I said it, it feels like someone is sitting on your chest and taking your breath away while you're sleeping, and you literally can't say anything. You're paralyzed. There's actually terms for it. It's uh, sleep paralysis, but it's a spirit, and it attacks our kids, and it starts at the age of 12, which is the age of accountability, and, and up until their teens and early 20s, and, um, Long story short, Jimmy came up to me after the service and was like, you're not going to believe this. The pastor, when you got up there and introduced yourself and then you hadn't even said two words, the pastor gripped his chairs and was like, she's got a word. She's going to say this. She's going to say this, this, and this. And Jimmy was like, what? No, it's her testimony. He was like, no, no, no. It's this girl's testimony. She came to me two days ago and told me this was happening to her, and I'd never heard of it before. And so two days ago, when God laid it on my spirit, what we were going to do, and I didn't even know what he was talking about, and then that little girl came to me and said, this is exactly what I've been experiencing. No one knew what it was or what it was about. So <clears throat> anyway, uh, Pastor P, as soon as you give me um, permission, I want to have a, a teen gathering of some sort, either on a Wednesday night or even Sunday morning or whatever. I don't care. But if we, it definitely needs to be discussed because I know that we have teenagers in this house right now that are being attacked by Satan, and it's not something that they want to talk about because they'll think they're crazy or someone will think they're crazy, and they're teenagers anyway, so their minds are are vital and and sensitive, and their, their appearance and their, you know, if they're accepted is so sensitive that it's not something that they would talk about, but God had a plan. He came through. He knew it before we even showed up at that church that that little girl needed a, a deliverance. And she got it. So that's all I got.
3: <laughs> yeah, like she said, I was sitting there and the pastor, so like I said, he's, he actually did, was one of the people that we talked to that could speak a little bit of English. And she had got up there and she was fixing to talk. And I said, she didn't say two words. he gripped his chair and he was an older fellow. And I got scared he was having a heart attack or, you know, I, I didn't know what was going on. And I looked at him, I was like, are you okay? And he's, he just kind of looked at me, and he stood there, and I was like, are you okay? I mean, I was fixing to get Lonnie, you know, to somebody, the nurse, but he wasn't there. Anyway, like he said, and he said, she's she's fixing to tell the testimony. I was like, yeah, you know, that's why we're here. You know, she, she's got a word. And he said, no, 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 you don't understand. He said, there's a girl here tonight that just told me two days ago the same exact thing she's fixing to say. I was like, she hasn't said anything, you know. She hasn't said two words. Anyway, she went on to say it, and sure enough, like I said at the end, he said, I told you. And he looked at me, he said, The girl's here tonight. And while they were walking up, I said, I was standing in the back, and I was like, Which one? And he showed me and all that, and said, Sure enough, like I said, as soon as she said it, the little girl came down just bawling, crying, and lost it. So I said, It was absolutely incredible, incredible, incredible.
8: Okay. I'm going to try to do this without crying. Good luck. Um, (laughs) thanks <laughs> um, there were so many moments oh there always is um, but there we ha- our days were full every day we had like so many places we needed to get, and nothing was close by each other. everything was way across the opposite side of the the island. it felt like um and this this particular time we were we were just leaving a feeding center and we were we were trying to rush back to the the rooms to get dressed to go to church service and everybody was rushing rushing everybody had piled into the van already and i was the last one but i was getting into the van and as i was getting into the van i noticed on the very very edge of the street was a little girl standing on the edge of the street against an electric pole, and she wasn't in the feeding center. She had never come in. I had never seen her face. But she had this look on her face like she had no hope. Like she was complete unhappiness. She was void of joy. She was broken. So I couldn't not speak to her. I couldn't, everybody was waiting, but I couldn't. I had to take one second to go over to her. So I walked over to her and I got down on her level and I grabbed her cheeks in my hands and I looked at her and she looked straight in my eyes. And all I've learned one phrase in Spanish and it's Dios te ama, and that's God loves you. And I told her that and it was like a complete transition from hurt and pain to joy. And God told me, everything you do in this life, no matter if it's in the mission field or home, there or here, no matter where you're at, you're here for one sole purpose, and that purpose is souls. That little girl, I know without a shadow of a doubt that she will remember that Twenty-second moment, the rest of her life, yeah. Yeah. and that's the biggest moment that happened for me.
9: Awesome. <laughs> I'm not a talker, but anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we uh, we had a great time on this trip. Um, things uh, changed in me on this trip that I have. Never experienced. I hadn't experienced in years, yeah. and um, we were like uh, Tamara was saying on the last uh, night of the church meetings. We, she, uh, she had a, f- a feeling that God was going to call out the teenagers and different things, and you could just feel the move of God in that church. And um, I had, uh, I had been praying while the praise and worship was going on, and. And like Jimmy, the the, the pastor who spoke something, uh, he he didn't speak English. And he came up to me, and he grabbed me by the shirt, and he said, there's a girl in the black shirt. She needs prayer. And I went, he doesn't speak English. And I was like, I did a double take like I was not hearing what he was saying. And what she was talking about was this girl had been, been under attack for a long time. The pastor knew about it, and Tamara was just, what God was telling her was just spot on. And uh, I, I, I went around immediately and started praying for her and nothing. So I just kept going around, going around and praying for people. And when I would feel like they were ready, I would look at Tamara and say, they're ready. And she would just come over there and it's like God would just work through her. He, she would put hands on her and we would intercede. And it was just the amazing thing just to watch them. Or to watch the hand of God just touch these kids in an amazing way through our obedience. And it was just it was just an amazing thing. And 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 I was kind of standing around and I was looking at one of the one of the one of the children there and, and it was like God was telling me, Go prophesy to this young man. <clears throat> and I <clears throat> I went over there and I was like, Are you sure? I'm not a talker, God. <laughs> I said, you know, I'm going to prophesy. So I went over there and I prophesied to this young man, and instantly he started crying. And I didn't know he was the praise and worship leader. He was one of the worship. He was one of the keyboard players. And what I had for him was about his life and worship and what he was going to do. And. I proceeded to keep on praying for people and all of a sudden it came full circle again and here comes the same young man and Tamara. And I was like, Lord, please let her say the same thing. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> please don't give a, you know. And and, and, and and she was just like, what she said was just like spot on. It was like what, was, what what confirmation, what God was telling me, she spoke the same word. And I mean, it was just amazing how how God worked in that meeting that night. And also, there was a, her his brother, which was the little drummer, drummer guy, uh, drummer boy, whatever. <coughs> and she did the same thing. She prayed for him. I mean, he was slain in the spirit. God was working through his, his entire family, which we didn't know that that was the pastor's two sons. And I mean, it was just like confirmation. And we didn't know that the pastor had been praying for Americans to come into his church for years. And here we are. Voila! We're we're the Americans, and they're treating us like we're rock stars, and yet we're we're like amazed at what's you know God's presence in these churches, and you know you, you, you we just thought that we were just going to go over there and and you know pray for people, but yet God was just ministering to us the whole time, and he was given to me he was giving me more of a a hunger and a thirst to do more for God than. Than I have in the past. But like Dan just spoke earlier. We were, had been under such attack. With our kids. And family and everything. And finances. Everything you can imagine. <clears throat> before the trip. And here I am. I'm, I'm sitting here having to pray. For other people's kids. And that's one thing that really tore me up. And I, and, and I haven't really been. An intercessory prayer person. In a long time. <clears throat> and I found out that I can pray for people. Just as much as anybody can, it is not like somebody is a rock star prayer. Anybody can pray, long as you're obedient to what God has called you to do. And uh, it, it was just such an amazing time to see that, and uh, I just I just thank the Lord that He opened the, opened the opportunity for I to go. No, thank you. Okay, I don't
10: know how to say everything, but um. To be honest, um, I was really, really, really nervous to go on this trip. Like, I was telling my dad, like on the way to school, I was just like, "Dad, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm scared," you know. And my dad was like, "I'm telling you, there's something. You're gonna get something out of it. I promise you. You're not gonna come thinking, you. you're not gonna come disappointed." And he was right. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. That's good. And it, it was perfect timing, you know, because, you know, being grown up in church, go to youth camps every summer, go to churches, you know, every, every, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> and there was one youth camp, everybody was getting in the Holy Spirit. I'm just like, why? why? I'm the only one, like, you know, but now, it, you know, it's perfect timing. God had his timing, and that was the perfect timing for me. And, um,. And I also was blessed to minister to all the churches we went to. I got to sing to them all, you know. Of course, I didn't understand what I was singing, but you know, it's just you just embrace it and just. But um, it was a really good experience. And also, you know, being a senior, it's stressful because I didn't know what I was gonna do after high school. I don't. I didn't even know if I wanted to go to college, and um. I was just like, "What am I gonna do?" <laughs> I don't know. I do I don't want to grow up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I was like, I, "I." was like, uh, um, yeah. But I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And um, we went to a cancer hospital, and you know, before we went in, I told Ms. Tanja that guys really. On my heart, he's telling me this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna be in the medical field, cause and I told Miss Tangela, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I crying, Just and <laughs> <laughs> and she said, she goes, she goes, I know. That this is what you, you're supposed to be doing too. And, and Mr. Like, Mr. Lonnie also gave me great advice about what I do. And so I finally know what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> I'm, and that's also what I told my dad. I said, you know, after this trip, I'm going to grow up. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm not going to play around. I'm not, because everybody's getting accepted, and I'm just sitting here like, okay. But I'm just, I'm glad that I know what I'm going to do, and it was also a really great experience to get close to everybody on this trip. And I'm, ex- when's the next trip? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Thank you.
4: I also want to say about Hannah she um led well she didn 't well she yeah she pretty much led worship um, for chapel in the mornings and our last night at chapel or morning. Um, we got, you know, we were all exhausted, delirious, and we got crazy. Well, she did. She led it. And it was the most, I mean, I've seen our at youth camps excited. I've seen her here, and she gets excited. But I saw a different Hannah on that trip. And the way she led those girls and boys at church, and it was just amazing to see. I mean, I cry every time she leads worship. But that time to see her like that, it made me so, so proud of her. So I just want to say big props to Hannah because it was amazing to see.
11: All right, I'm going to kind of ramble and go all over the place probably. Um, I guess, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> when, uh, thank you. <sighs> all right, now I can start. But basically, I mean, the mission started like, uh, mission, it started like right when we got there. You know, we were, in, we were getting ready. Like, we had been told before that, you know, you get off the plane, when you're walking out to the car, there's going to be little kids begging, you know, and... We didn't have to deal with that at that point, but that was so that was nice. But, I mean, we got off the plane. We s- started seeing the conditions that the Managua is, was in, their capital city. Uh, you know, we g- went back to the place we're staying, and then not a, too much longer we're going to a feed center out in this remote village, I guess, not too far from where we're staying. And, uh, you know, we just got this ice chest full of rice, essentially. And the kids start coming running up. And uh, we had to tell some of them to run, you know, bring your own bowl. So they'd run all the way back to the house, come and get some food. And uh, there, there was a group of kids. There's a few things I just want to share, and this is one of them. Um, There's was, there was a group of kids that came, and they had their bowls, and we filled them up. And there was this one kid just standing off to the side, and he just had his hands clutched behind him. And, you know, you could see that he had a little plastic bag in his hand. So... Basically, I, I saw what he had and I knew what he wanted, and it's just, I was trying to encourage him to just go get some, but the fact of the matter was, my impression of it was he was embarrassed that he didn't have a bowl. Um, and that was, you know, it's like one of those times, like, why do you got to be so far away from the house? Like, you could have all my bowls. I just don't have one right now. Um, so, you know, he eventually, once the kids cleared out, he came, and, and that was amazing. Um, it really spoke to me about. You know, like how uh, fortunate we are for the things we have. Um, Another day, um, we went to uh, the orphanage, got to see some of the kids, which is an amazing story how that whole orphanage, that's an amazing testimony. Um, But just the kids, um, there was this one kid, Jorge. He dragged me all around the place, and uh, we played soccer, and then, you know, he just – You know, I don't know his story. I couldn't get it out of him because I can't speak Spanish. But he pretty much, you know, we played for a while, and then all of a sudden he gave me these bracelets. So he gave me every single bracelet that he had. And I guess that was one thing I struggled with. It was the hardest thing for me to accept it because, like, these bracelets. I mean, like, my kids made them before and stuff, and they'd give me one, you know. But never had a kid ever give me everything they had. And, you know, it just kind of spoke to me in a lot of ways, just, you know, like, what if we do that for God, you know, or, you know, like, it just, it was just powerful. Um, I mean, just small things, like, in there, like, the people don't make a whole lot of money, Um, like, uh, like Jimmy had said last Sunday, you know, like, they they took up an offering for us, and it was something like $5, which is a lot of money for them, uh, which, uh like, we were coming to the – when we got off the plane, we started going, and we tipped a guy an extra dollar. And it was a grown man dancing in the street because of it. And, I mean, it was like you just wanted to go and pass out dollars to everyone. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it just – it's kind of just put things in perspective for me. You know, like, we, we're given so much, but yet what do we do with it? I mean, for me personally, it's just puts me to shame, essentially, you know. Like, you, just how much I spend on my phone and how much they could do with it there. Their, uh, their school operates on $400 a day. They have 340 kids. It's like a dollar and a quarter per kid a day, you know? So you know, uh, I know it spoke volumes to me. Um, also, if anyone ever was you know, interested in going, I, I can tell you probably not at once. But if you gave me time, I could tell you a thousand reasons why you should go. But uh, I mean, it was just amazing. The language barrier didn't matter. Uh, just talking and praying with kids uh you know uh, there was this one guy Joe who could translate as well and he would just point out three little girls and say they got problems in their home and you just go pray f- over these kids and i mean they just i mean not not just a tear but just bawling and it was just just crazy um so it put things in perspective me and like uh, one of the things i kept thinking about is uh Mr. Dan uh one time, you know, he asked me, How how's your day? I'm like, yeah, it's good. And he would just be like, It's just good, which was spot on. I appreciate you, Mr. Dan. And it's like, no, it's great. And uh, so just want to leave that with you guys. Hi.
1: Um so um the kids there they're like very nice and stuff. You could like meet a kid and you could feel like you've known them for five years and just their love for you was just so amazing because like in America it's not like that. It's like It's like you actually have a language barrier. They're so shy, but they, like, just hug you. And, like, even kids my own age, like, they were just crying and hugging me. But, like, that wouldn't happen here. And, like, their love for God was so amazing. And I just hope I can have, like, that same love for God.
12: Okay, so um, before this trip, I was praying very hard about, like, my future and what I was going to do because I'm the type of person that likes to have everything planned out, like, to the T. Like, I know what I'm going to do this minute of this day and the rest of the week, like, every day of every minute. So not knowing exactly what I'm going to do in my future, like, after high school, after college, like, the rest of my life, it really, like, gets on my nerves So um, going into this, I prayed that God would either clarify that what I wanted to do with my life was the right thing to do with my life, or I needed to decide to do something else. So when we went to the orphanage one day, there was this little girl, Ruby, and she's special needs. She's the same age as me, 17, and she's smaller than Molly. She weighs like 52 pounds. She was never supposed to be able to walk talk she wasn't supposed to do anything by herself that's her right there in the um the dress front row bottom right yeah by the girl with the purple shirt and so I just like hung out with her that whole day and God really spoke to me and he basically clarified that what my idea of my future was going to be was the right thing because of the passion that I have for special needs. Like, I just, I love them. Like, they they don't know anything, but they know so much, and they're grateful for so much. Their heart is open to everything, and they just, they love with everything, so...
8: <laughs>
7: oh no. <laughs> uh. Oh
10: I don't know. Okay. One of the things that, like, oh lord.
3: I'll try. But it's really
12: loud. <laughs> oh, I don't like looking at people. <laughs> All right, one of the things that really moved in me was at one of the churches. They're, like, you pray for people, and... <laughs> on,
10: you got and then you didn't even know what there is? You
2: can do I'll stand beside you. Oh.
10: Go. <laughs> go. oh, you didn't...
12: You couldn't, like, speak their language, but they knew what you were saying when you were praying with them. And that was the thing that moved me, is so that... God works in so many ways because he, he like, translated pretty much.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Good job, <laughs> Hola.
3: Get my own tissue real quick. Like I said, I, I really don't need to say anything else. Uh, my favorite part of this trip was these guys right here. It started, like I said, when I started to think about it, it started over three or four years ago. Kayla went with a friend of hers to Nicaragua with a totally different group, totally different trip. had nothing to do with the place that we were going with. She went there, like I said, to visit. One of her passions while she was over there, she wanted to visit an orphanage. They just randomly looked up one, came across these people, went there one afternoon, visited these people, came home, talked, 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 talked. I know Kayla. She loves to talk. So she talked to DJ and I, or Constance talked to me. DJ and I went in May. First time to go visit these people. DJ and I fell in love. Came back, talk, 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 talk to Pastor P. And, you know, and here we are in November, 18 of us going. You know, can I sit back and just look at God's amazement and think in another year how this whole church could be over there. You know, it's just absolutely incredible to think about. And like I said, Molly and them, I'm so proud of them. You know, Molly and Guestley both got up in one of the services and told their testimony and just their own life and just things that have happened and stuff. And I mean, each and every one of them, I could go on and on and on and on and on and say about, you know, Robert's not one of the speakers. Daryl's not one of the speakers. You see everybody up here all the time. But I'm telling you, when we were there, it was like the best speakers in the world, you know? And like one of them said, you know, they did not understand what you were saying. You know, like Hannah said it, you know, when she's singing, that's so not true. Because, there was a language barrier, but when you're talking about God, we're all talking to the same person. You know, it doesn't matter which language you're in, doesn't matter which country you're from. You know, it's all about your heart, and that's all God sees. He doesn't see what color you are. He doesn't see what race You know, he doesn't see what 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 part of the world you're from. He just sees your heart. You know, and I love you, God, in English as I love you, God, in Spanish. As I love you, God, in Chinese. As I love you, God, and no matter what language you speak. And like I said, I just want to say thank you to you guys because, like I said, y'all were my favorite part of this trip. It really was amazing to see. Thank you, Pastor Pete and Kelly, for allowing us to go.
0: Awesome. Give me some of those tissues. I'll take some. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm so proud of each one of these, especially my kids. Gotta be proud. And um, we, we've been praying as a church that God would really lead us to a mission that we could really be hands on. We've sent a lot of money as a church we've got a big heart. Last year, we gave away 33% of our income to missions and local missions and just to support things. It's just our heart to do that. Um, But we just really felt that we had sent too many checks and not followed up on that. And we wanted something where we could really, as a church, really partner and just really meet a need. And when Kayla found these people and we talked and we met them in New Orleans and we sat down and talked with them and we met them again and We sent DJ and Jimmy over just to scope it out and see if it's safe and what can we do and how can we be a part. And just every step along the way, we've had an amen, 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 amen. You saw Leo and Charity a couple of months ago here in the church. Just wonderful, committed, sold-out people. And we're so excited. You know, it really touches my heart. I, I would love to see us be able to give a whole lot more than what we do to them each and every month. But to hear what they said when here. This church is our biggest supporter that there are. And and I'm proud of us for that. But, you know, I I don't want this ever to be an emotional thing. But I I think, and I want to say this, our first offering of each month, we've really always earmarked a part of that for missions and just really encouraged people to make a, a pledge to make a commitment to missions. But I would really love to see, and I'm telling you, I just believe that our first missions offering of each month is just going to be the biggest it's ever been going into next year and into the future because it's just the reality of life. Just a dollar can make such an impact over there. Um, Jimmy talks about these people that are working there that have no money. As a church, what we had decided to do is... We have sponsored every one of their employees and every birthday they have, every anniversary they have. We send them a gift and we send them money just to support them. Why? Because no one else does that kind of stuff. And it may just be small, but it's massive to them. And just we get the opportunity to do that because of your faithfulness and your obedience. And again, I don't want to ever, we're not going to take up an offering right now. Because that's not what it's about. I'm not here to tug on your heart and manipulate. But what I want you to see is I want you to see what you've just heard tonight. This is the heart of God.
11: Amen. That's
0: right. It's the heart of God just to give. You know, like Rob says, I want to go out and buy every bowl I can and ship it over there. I want to do, why? Because just simple bowls. The kids would say the kids would run with a little bag, and some people they said had a bowl just like a saucer dish that you would have in a Mexican restaurant. And then some would have a little bigger, and that was all they had, and they would fill it. And then some kids wouldn't even eat it all because they wanted to take it home for their families, and they did. Didn't want to be selfish with that and just to provide for their family. We are so blessed. Come on, I said we're so blessed. And listen, that's not to put us into condemnation. And to make us feel guilty for what we have. But it's to challenge each one of us to say, what are we doing with what we have to increase the kingdom of God? What are we doing here in our workplace? It's not just about Nicaragua. It's about our work. It's about the next cubicle. It's about the person in the house next door to us. It's about the person at the grocery store. As Maddie said, it's no days off. And I just, I've felt this in my spirit and I've told Kelly and I know I've told Jimmy and Kayla this. I told them, I said, I believe our church is never going to be the same again Mm -hmm. because of this trip. Our goal and our plan is that we want to take two trips a year to Nicaragua. And um, I I just know from what you've heard, we're not going to have problems signing people up. In fact, we're probably going to have a waiting list for people to go to the next trip because I mean, 18s enough in 15-passenger van. I don't think we can get many more than that. And, um, but just so many wonderful things. But here's what I want just to close this night with, and that is this. Are you ready? God is so awesome. God is so awesome. But you know what? We can say that God is awesome, and we should. But you know what makes him awesome? is you and I doing and being what he has called us to be. Because the Bible says, how will they know unless we tell them God could have chosen anything else. An awesome God could have chosen anything else to spread the gospel, to witness, to do what he needs to do to this world. But you know what he chose? Come on, just do this. Chose me. Chose me. And the challenge is this. Are you touching your mission field? Are you touching the lives around you? Are you making a difference? Oh, Pastor Philip, I hate my job. They're all unsaved. Hold on a second. God has strategically placed you to be a light in the greatest darkness. Come on, oh, I'm tired of this and tired of that. Hey, listen, God strategically placed you. Come on, keep strong. Keep going. Keep being what God has called you to be. Because that's what makes the awesomeness of God. Because just like Keisha said, that little girl changed her life when she heard that Jesus loved her. Changed her life can change our life. I wonder tonight if your life needs to be changed. Huh? I wonder if your life needs to be changed because he's an awesome God. Just as every head is bad and every eye is closed in here. I wonder how many people tonight would put up your hand and say, man, my heart has been really touched tonight. Come on, how many people would put their hands up and say, my heart's been challenged tonight. Come on, I've been challenged. I've been challenged. You can put your hand down. How many people would put your hand up and say, I can do a whole lot more than I'm doing right now? Come on. Come on. Come on, put your hand down. Mm -hmm. How many people can say, I could give a whole lot more than I'm giving right now? Come on. Come on, put your hand down. You know what you're saying tonight? I'm ready. Come on, I'm ready. ready. To be that man and woman, God, that, that you want me to be. And I want to pray for each one of you tonight. And if your life's not right, Come on, all you got to do is say, God, would you love me? Would you come into my heart and change me and transform me? And when you pray that prayer, come on, God would change you. I pray that you've been challenged tonight. And I pray that not one person leaves here the same way, but you would say, God, I want to have that same passion and desire. I want to be used by you. I want you in my life, front and center, God. I want you to be everything in my life. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight. For just the words we said, God, I'm so proud of this team. I'm thankful for Jimmy and Kayla and just leading them. And God, I thank you for Kelly and I's kids and them for being a part of it. God, I just knew they had to be on that team because, God, it was just important for them. And God, I'm so thankful for Daryl and Tanja being able to go. and Lonnie at the last minute. And just each one, God, for Kerry and Keisha and their family. And God, just part of the fulfillment of the plan and the purpose that, God, you have for them. God, I thank you for Tamara, God. I thank you for Robin Gessley. God, I just thank you for this whole team. But God, here's what we thank you for tonight. God, we thank you that you are awesome. And God, we pray that we would make your name great. God, it would begin inside of our hearts that, God, we would give you everything. God, we wouldn't hold anything back. But God, we would surrender everything to you. That, God, we would realize the sacrifice of service. God, even in this house, that, God, we can give so much more, God. We can give more of our times and our energies and our lives to make a difference for this community and make a difference for this world. And, God, we just pray for our church that you would bless us. God, we pray that, God, you would give us your heart, God. God, we pray that, God, you would break our heart for what breaks yours, God that, God, we would be never, God, just insensitive, never just getting complacent, that, God, always live in life, that this is the last moment, this is the last opportunity to seize every moment of every day. And, God, I pray, so change our hearts today, God. So change our lives, our future, our eternities, our destinies. Change us, God. And in changing us, God, help us to change other people. Because you so loved, you gave. Because of the love that we have for you, God, help us to give more to other people. Give of our lives. Give of our service. God, be with us the rest of this week. God, bless us, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.